Hello and welcome to the Living Archives podcast show and I am Soha. Venezuelan immigration crisis. This is the topic we'll discuss today. Venezuela, a country as rich as anything in natural resources. It's heartbreaking to see and hear that people there and their families can't find jobs, can't secure their future, can't even ensure their safety and livelihood. That is why they opt to migrate. And for that they have to travel the deadly migrant route to America, the world's most dangerous route. Seems like hell on earth. But south to North America, this is the only route. And traveling on that, anything could happen to anybody anytime. Life around the globe for refugees and migrants fleeing war, persecution, climate change, and economic misfortune routinely find themselves in great peril along migrant trails. Perhaps the most perilous path anywhere through the Darien Gap, a wild, lawless stretch that straddles Colombia and Panama. Now, Darien Gap is the only route which connects South America to North America. There are no roads. People have to travel on the path covered with steep mountains, harsh weather, mud and rivers. A 66 miles long traveling route between Colombia to Panama, along with the north with 3000 miles to American border. Traveling on which migrants could drown. Exhaustion can take over. Shortage of food, water, slippery path, dangerous up and down trail. fear of being abducted physically abused or killed is very much present too but people still take this chance seeking better lives the world is busy with its doings but this matter needs attention as well stories of these people who are suffering must surface hoping that there would be a new dawn for them by welcoming them and giving them a better life but money plays a huge role here as most of the travel routes is governed by enormous drug cartels so in panama people pay to them for a safe walk safe journey and safe travel what is causing this migration and how safe is venezuela I don't care if it's here or there. I just want a better life quality for my daughters so they can study. I want to work a lot. I want a job for my husband and to go onwards, have a better life quality. That's all I ask from this country if I'm here. Only God knows why he does things. As for now, Venezuela is known that it's dangerous and destroyed. It's true too that Venezuela has been in isolation from the world and reason is the political crisis over there. which led to economic crisis and grave situations dire consequences bit by bit a place which once used to be the hot spot for tourists and was considered to be tourist paradise now looks haunted empty shops hotels foreign tourists shying away from visiting venezuela no safety robbers and killers are at large Seeing all that many people think that the glory days of Venezuela are no longer exist or can be achieved in near future. National guards guard the roads because armed groups wander around there freely. It's been 15 years since Venezuela came under sanctions and the entire nation got punished for the deeds of corrupt politicians. Result is the worst outcome of migrations. the pain which 
civilian population has to face. Ella Maria Posa is from Venezuela and now lives in Denver. She is not a recent migrant. She's lived here for a year and a half and is now an American citizen. But we asked her why so many are fleeing their home country now. We have no health, no food. We have nothing. Where kids die. We have a high degree of malnutrition, where you see people looking for food in the trash. Though different types of sanctions were imposed. One war, which only hit the corrupt politicians at the top level. But some sanctions had dire effects on common people. The economic sanctions, such as 95% exports of oil, which supported the country's overall budget, came under the sanction blow. You got to know this too, that situation in Venezuela before the sanctions was very complicated also. And the political front was very shady. But somehow these sanctions further deepen the crisis. Many analysts debate that the current situation of Venezuela is not because of the sanctions, but because of bad policies, which led to sanctions and how the private sector was destroyed. Social policies, which were implemented, well, terrible is a very soft word to define that. People's businesses were took over. Their livelihood was compromised. That's what plunged the Venezuela economy deep in troubles and surely paved the way for crisis after crisis. Poverty, hunger and suffering is so much. People have left with no choice but to flood the country. The people with no future hopes often end up in human trafficking. The Colombian border holds back large groups of refugees who often pass the border in search of a good future because shortage of basic supplies in hospitals poor infrastructure, suffering and poverty pushes the Venezuela natives to migrate from their own home country. The couple crossed the mountainous and dangerous Darien Gap jungle in Colombia, and then nine countries to face a complex immigration process in the United States. It's not what I thought. A lawyer charges you $10,000 to work with you on an asylum case, then 10 years to be able to leave the country. I don't have a passport. If you don't have a passport here, you're nobody. The couple says they are battling a legal system they were not prepared to face. Lots of words like me. Yeah, it's very troublesome to even think about it. And imagine that people have to go through all these circumstances. Situation demands humanitarian aid, understanding and reconstruction, rebuilding of Venezuela, political and economical plus infrastructural sectors so that people can have their basic needs met over there. There should be hospitals, schools, libraries, all the other necessities which are there in the civilized world. But the situation for now is that many drug cartels also are flourishing in Venezuela. Lawlessness is at peak. Interests of none are safeguarded. Mafias of Colombian side and partners in crimes organize political thugs. This dysphoria rules the whole arena. So now you know that why there is no law and order. It won't be wrong to say that the migration in Venezuela could be counted as one of the largest migrations in the world's history. This crisis has stoned countless families apart. Mental and physical torture, traumas are 
affecting so many people on so many levels. Not to forget, my dear ones, that people who try to flat take huge risks of life, their finances, their energy, and their safety. But do they have any other choice? More shocking is that they do know if they don't make this choice, this would be the end of ever getting a better life. And if they choose to migrate, that would mean that they have to face anything and everything. Whether they are prepared for it mentally or not. Now, children and youth are the ones who are the first victim of this catastrophic situation. To the youth, everything seems worthless because there is no hope for them. No facilities, no proper education, no looking forward. So what kind of life offering is for them? For hours and hours to get fled from the pain and misery, people travel in no man's land along with their guides. They know they have to face all kind of hardships. Those who fled from Venezuela, some ended in Colombia. Others tried to make it to Chile, Canada, US and other countries. Hundreds of migrants are gathered at the border between Chile and Peru. Police are preventing them from crossing. The majority have lived in Chile and are trying to return to their home countries. Many migrants got settles creating their own settlements just few feet away from the border. Economical and political crisis is breaking people, making them decide to leave Venezuela even knowing that most hard conditions will be welcoming them. Even after migration, most families who migrate can't cope up with the rising prices. Availability of the jobs is closer to none. The families who reside along the strip of the border often have to face dire situations. They often can't afford to buy one-time meal. Imagine that. Putting food on the table for many is a challenge and coping up with daily necessities, for them it's impossible. At least 54 to 55 informal settlements are there in the area and the number is only increasing. These settlements have 30 to 35,000 residents who are vulnerable to all kinds of situations and are stuck over there in poverty. Those who could afford, they try to make a living in Colombia and try to explore other cities too and other countries as well. Talking about the children again, the displaced children, they suffer the most. Their education gets affected and their mental health safety gets compromised. Though people who migrate often try to find solace in the fact that if they have migrated, at least their kids are going to have a better future. They can study and they can thrive. With the help of locals and NGOs, at least the basic schooling is given to these kids. Their parents think that it's better than having nothing, as at least their education is available over there, which was not possible in Venezuela. So in these grave times, what to do? People are looking up to leadership to make their situation somehow better. The leadership of their own country and the leadership of the world. As the temporary settlements can ensure safety of people. Though, UN agencies are trying to make these settlements legal. So people have their basic rights provided to them, such as running water, electricity, 
medical facilities, sewage system, and above all, recognition with dignity. Analysts and researchers believe that until the political stability in Venezuela is not ensured, the law and order situation is not normalized, the economic horizon is not made stable for the people to earn their living, and the safety of the people is not ensured, despite all the efforts, nothing can be stabilized inside the country. Though the geopolitical efforts are going on, but need is to speed up the process to give relief to Venezuelan people before it's too late. With lots of prayers and best wishes for the Venezuelan people and migrants, I wrap up today's podcast episode. Thank you for joining me in the show and listening to me. Until next time, take a lot of care of you and all around you. You were listening to the Living Archives podcast with me, Silha. Bye for now.